Touch with iOS, a podcast for sharing tips, apps, and gear for iPhone and iPad, along with other technologies that get us using iOS in fun, productive, and meaningful ways. I'm your host, Melissa Davis, and I'm here with my co-host, David Ginsberg. Hey, Dave. How are you doing, Melissa? Good, good, good. Ahead of us here. Episode five. We made it five episodes. I should get a prize or something. (laughs) A long way to go before we worry about prizes here. Long time no talk, huh? That was a fun. No, I'm talking about the uh, the little adventure that we have. Wasn't it just last night? Oh, last night. Our little our little group uh, chat there. Well, I hadn't. I was like, who are these people? (laughs) You got to make some friends. I did make some friends. So I look at these phone numbers and I'm like, who are these people, Melissa? I mean, I knew you and I knew Barry. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so I thought, you know, this is spring. I mean, we're a month in, and I thought, what better way to celebrate spring with some iOS Easter eggs, huh? No, there's lots of those out there. <laughs> I tell you what, my kids are always coming up to me, and I mean, ever since ever since we got an iPhone and ever since Siri came about, uh, they, they're always coming up to me and telling me, hey, Mommy, did you know you could do this? Or, you know, they'll come and they'll hijack my phone and they'll... They'll show me that they can do something. Now, this is a this is a kind of a tricky area to talk about on a podcast because we don't want to say the the command or anything because we don't want people driving and having their phones being set off. So we're going to try to find some creative ways to get around that. Sometimes I say, "Hey, phone lady," <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> we we don't want to set off people's Alexas and and all their other devices, but you know, just did. <laughs> we'll 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 try our best, but we can't always promise that <laughs> listening to this podcast isn't gonna um. You know, we, we, we just won't, how about this? We won't order anything on your behalf. How about that? <laughs> it will be okay. <laughs> so uh, here's, a, here's a cute one that they taught me recently. So uh, you're familiar with, with Lego Batman, right? Of course. Well, if you talk to Siri in your best Batman voice, now, I don't know what she's going to say, so we'll, we'll see what happens here. How about we try this? Hey, Pewter. I am at your service. Go ahead, Dave. You get it a try. Hey, Peter. Yeah, you have to press the button and hold it down because you you have to already be engaged in Siri to do it. <laughs> hey, Peter. It's not a talk thing. Hey, Peter. My Batman's better than yours. Hey, Peter. There it goes. Isn't that kind of gratifying? Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just something cute to do. Well, here's uh, the next one that we can use. We can use this when we're trying to decide which topic we want to talk about or which app we want to go next. Here's here's one that I really like to do. How about this? Flip a coin. Tails. Flip a coin. Wow. I want to see if I can get her to do the funny one. Flip a coin. It's tails. Got it. Flip a coin. (laughs) Heads. Wait for it. Flip a coin. If you do it enough times now, of course, my, my kids do this, and they, they make it look like so much fun. Sometimes she'll say, it rolled into a crack, or it went under the sofa. And here's my, my last favorite that I'll, that I'll do tonight, then. Rock, paper, scissors. Don't forget Lizard and Spock. <laughs> but uh, it's fun because the kids then sit there and play with it, and you can, you can roll the dice, you can flip a coin, you can play rock, paper, scissors, so... There's times when it's it comes in handy for trying to make decisions. So anyway, I wanted to share that those little uh, iOS Easter eggs and fun things you can do with Siri. And I thought, uh, you know, as we find them, we can put little little hints to them in our show notes as we go along. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I I love playing with Siri. I get in those modes and so I start asking it silly things. And, and <laughs> Apple, with all the great developers and the, the engineers out there, have a good sense of humor. I love they it. Like to uh, put some fun things in there. So. So you want to talk about your your new toy? I could talk about it. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if I really consider it a toy. It's probably more just a box. <laughs> um, I was always I had a challenge, and we talked about I talked about it on probably the first episode. I had the the uh, the blue icicle, and that thing mm-hmm. did not work very well. It was very cheap. I was very disappointed with it. So I was looking for a uh, just I didn't want to get a mixer. You know, I'm not I'm not that into it enough that I don't think I have to mix things down. It's just me here talking to you. Um, so what I, uh, bu- what I bought was a uh, product from a company called Tascam, which is actually 
a TAC, um, and it's it's called the uh, USB. It's a USB two by two audio interface. So really, what it's allowing me to do is um, my microphone is plugged directly into the box. It has the option of adding up the two microphones. So I said to Barry, I said, Barry, now I, we have a box. Now we can hook two mics up. So now we can be in the same room together and and uh, do a podcast together. He got really excited about that. He so. told me about it when we were talking last time. He said, to, <laughs> he said, oh, Dave got this thing. He said, did you hear? And I said, are you kidding? Probably, <laughs> I would I would like to think I'm one of the first people you text. Like, look what I got. <laughs> I did. I texted you first. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, <clears throat> and, and then uh, it also has a... Uh, a line in and line out. So like you can hook up uh, not only microphones, you could hook up instruments. Um, it does have a quarter inch adapter in where the microphone plugs in. So you could plug in like headsets and different um, other devices besides microphones. But uh, the cool thing about it is, which I like is it'll, it'll actually interface. Like I got my earphone plugged into it right now so I can hear you. Uh, so I can adjust the volume. It's just basically having a, you know, a little bit simple controls right, right in front of you. But knobs um, like actual dials, knobs. instead of yeah, software. yeah. Because you're mm-hmm. when we were testing during the pre-show, uh, you could hear my mic going up and down. I, I see the mic, the light come on and off, so I know it's uh, doing it. If it if it peaks out, it's going to give me the peak light. But it's simple. I don't. I didn't hmm. need anything a little crazy like the uh, um, like a mixers. So. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. It's terribly expensive. I mean, it's one hundred and forty nine dollars. Um, but mm-hmm. but the sound is excellent because as you're hearing me, I mean, it you know. For once, when we finally did the pre-show, I didn't have to spend 20 minutes trying to get my microphone. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> so I'm sounding really good. So, um, so I'm really happy with this. Um, and it, it has other things that a lot of it is with. Like if you played instruments, you can hook, you can hook up uh, you know, guitars and other things. But that's not me. I'm not a musician. So, but th- this works out for the mic. And like uh, I said, I think, yeah, come on, Dave. You're not fooling anybody. <laughs> we know we know you have an electronic keytar in your closet there that you're dying to plug into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm waiting for to hook up another microphone to it so we can do, yeah. you know, do it together. So, oh, and nothing you, crazy, you but have it ready for Max Doc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I mean, we could I mean, hopefully we're going to podcast when we're at Max Doc. Yeah, which, that'll be fun. Talk to Max Doc later, but uh, yeah, we're, I'm hoping we can uh, we can do that and um, and put this thing to good use. So, but uh, keeping it to just two people, I don't have to have because you can get these devices with you know six and eight and. But those are expensive. Yeah, that's for like if you're gonna have a round table, I suppose, like with actual people together in the same room. Yeah. So, like I said, nothing big. We'll have it in the show notes. It's uh, it's made by Tascam, and it's the US two by two audio interface uh, that's helping me uh, podcast to you better. Well, along the line of uh, technology stuff and tinkering with things, and we'll go back to what we talked about a little bit ago, which was uh, we had a basically a party line going last night i did yeah. <laughs> i just that, that term finally popped in my head i was trying to think what, what what would you call that it was basically a group ios uh, a group iMessaging chat so it was just people who had iMessage and the the reason that this all originated was because of the apple watch and so uh we've you know ever since i got the apple watch one of the first things that i couldn't wait to do was share fitness with people you know, because I wanted to, I, I think it's interesting when you, you know, motivate people. And I just kind of have this thing now where I'm sharing my activity with several people that you got to meet last night. <laughs> now you can see, right. you know, the whole the whole team, you know, the, the A team <laughs> and uh, everybody that I share with. And uh, so what happened was Jody, our friend Jody Sprangler, she's coming to MacStock. Her and I have been friends for a long, long time. And uh, she's the one that convinced me to get an Apple Watch because actually when I went to MacStock last year, I was really, really on the fence about getting an Apple Watch. I have a wrist tattoo, and I didn't think it was going to work. So I thought, oh, I'll just try on hers. It probably won't work. And lo and behold, it did. And I thought, oh, okay, well, now I don't have that excuse anymore. <laughs> <laughs> My The excuses for not getting one started to fall off. <laughs> so once once I saw how it worked, then I was I was pretty convinced that, yeah, I could probably have this in my life. So, uh, so we've been sharing our activity, and... Then something happened, and I didn't see her, and I didn't see someone else, and I was like, oh, what's going on? And so we started talking about, well, we actually were having a little meeting the other day. We were talking about back stock stuff and, you know, preparation, and so we started talking about things and sharing. Oh, by the way, I haven't seen any activity from you in a while. And if anybody listens to the other show that I podcast on, it's called Geekiest Show Ever, and I podcast with Kevin and Lisa and Mike McPeak and the, the bunch of us get together every other Sunday or so. And 
Kevin has just been having so many problems with his Apple Watch. I think ever since he got, I think he got a brand new iPhone 7 Plus, and then I think adding that to the mix and then trying to unpair it from the other phone he had, it just caused like a wrinkle in, in his whole ecosystem there. And Elisa was having problems because it was tracking some of her fitness that she didn't want it to. So anyway, for, for actually for weeks, now, well, probably months now, we've been, you know, on and off kind of trying to troubleshoot things together as a group. And so when this happened between Jody and I, I was like, oh, this is happening to her now too. So I basically sent out a, I sent out the bat signal to everybody that I, and it's, you know, it's like a handful of people, like six people, I guess. And uh, I sent out the, uh, on your Apple watch, you can go into the activity app and you can message everybody. Now I imagine this is, it's a feature probably, I can imagine people probably like on a running team. Like if, if you've got people that are out jogging together or doing some kind of group activity, I imagine it's probably really easy to just message the whole group of people like, hey, we're going to meet up here or, you know, something as you're, as you're jogging, you can use your Apple Watch to dictate a message. So, you know, I'm kind of trying to picture how this would be, you know, real world use. But for me, I used it to text everybody in my sharing group to say, you know, hey, um, because I had, as part of troubleshooting, her and I were going down through the the list of things to try, and of course, one of those things was to reboot the watch, reboot the iPhone, of course, you know, did you turn it off and turn it back on again? (laughs) Always got to try that first. And then, uh, then, of course, the next step was to unpair it. And so we both unpaired, and then we repaired our Apple Watch again, and that didn't fix it. And so then the last step, of course, was to sign out of iCloud and then back in. But of course, you know, even just unpairing is, is a pain. It takes a while. It's it's not that it's not easy to do. It's very easy to do. It just you got to kind of allow some time for it. So what happens when you unpair is you don't lose like your watch faces, your complications or any anything like that. So in a way, I was kind of glad that it happened because, of course, you know, the reason I got this was so that I could eat the dog food and wash it down with the Kool-Aid so that when I have a client that has this problem, I'm always willing to kind of take one for the team. Let's see. Okay, what is this user experience going to be like? So, um, so we both unpaired the watch, and then when you repair the watch, so first of all, it takes a while for it to unpair. You have to wait. It, it walks you through on the screen. It kind of gives you this uh, circle and gives you a progress and lets you know what's happening, and that takes quite a while. And I was doing this in the morning while I was getting kids ready for school and trying to get out the door. So I was, gosh, yesterday I was just a multitasking maven. I mean, it was just amazing. I look back on the day like, gee, what did I do all day? And I was actually pretty gratified. You saw my Facebook post. I showed a little picture of a little uh, Pokemon adventure that my son and I had. And I, I was just feeling very gratified of all the things that I accomplished in that in that day, in that day's time. Uh, so I unpaired the watch and then, you know, I, I got the kids to school and all the while I was waiting for it to do its thing because, you know, it's connecting through your, your phone's signal. And then I repaired the watch, but what I didn't know, what I learned, is that you actually have to restore from your backup. So it's very important that you're constantly doing those iCloud backups. Make sure that your iPhone is plugged in at night, you know, to charge it. Make sure that your Apple Watch is plugged in. Make sure that things stay connected because if something like this happens, you want to have the the freshest backup that you can. So I had to go through that, and it that part didn't take quite too long. I mean, it was, it was, it contributed to the length of time that this took. And I, you know, I've said before, it's, it's hard to say, well, how long did it take? <laughs> I mean, cause I, I've gotten, and this is my advice to anybody that's troubleshooting this kind of stuff. It's kind of like a watched pot never, never boils. I try not to just sit there and stare at it because then it just seems like it's going to take forever. So I have personally trained myself to try to multitask and try to do other things you know sometimes I might set like a reminder okay go back and check that thing in a half an hour it's kind of a lot like cooking you know you're putting together recipes and things are going to take time in the oven to bake this isn't really that much different so try to you know try to relax try not to get too stressed out about it it will eventually come around if it's taking too long you know but but how long is too long that was that was kind of the unknown factor so I don't know. I'm 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 gonna guess it probably took about an hour, you know, till this all worked itself out and got it repaired again. And then the the last step was to re-add my um, my Apple Wallet credit card. 
And that wasn't right. that big of a deal because actually all I had to do, I didn't have to rescan it or anything like that. All I had to do was just put the, I think it was the three-digit pin on the back of the card. So that's all I had to do as far as that goes. And then once that was back online, then I started, you know, looking to see whose activity was still being shared, if I could message people. And that's when I started texting people. And then I guess this was sometime in the evening. It was probably later for you guys than it was for me because I'm like all the way on the other side. Uh, so I, I thought, oh, I'm going to try this feature. I'm going to text everybody. So I started what I'll call a party line chat. And so I sent a text out to everybody just to see if they were getting, because as Jody and I were troubleshooting, she was like, well, can you see, you know, is it working? Because she was only sharing with one other person, whereas, like, I had five or six different people. So then it was, we got down to it. We were like, all right, well, who's the next step if this isn't working? Because we kept trying to add each other. And I got nothing. I would send it out, and then it was kind of, you know, send out the request to, add, you know, request permission to share her activity and of course I'm waiting for her on the other end to accept it and it wouldn't give me any feedback other than to say that I had I had initiated a request but then on her end of things is where it got interesting she would get the request and then it would give her an error and she even sent me a screenshot so we're texting back and forth and she's like all right this is what I get and so it kind of led me to believe that it was probably her that needed to log out of iCloud. You know, you got to the point where it's like, all right, who's gonna, we're going to draw straws now. Who's going to log out of iCloud and have to, you know, re-log back in again? And so she ended up trying it, you know, because she was the one that was getting the error. And so long story short, it did, that's what fixed it. It was, that was the last step in the train of events is that she needed to log out of iCloud and then log back in. That was the last step in troubleshooting. But what was interesting while I was waiting for her to do that, because she had other tasks that she was doing, again, we were all multitasking. So as I had started this party line, I started, you know, conferring with the other team members, you and Kevin and Elisa. And the only person that was missing that I didn't have yet, I had sent him a request, was Barry. <laughs> I was like, we're missing Barry. Barry needs to get on the bus. <laughs> so I sent him a text and I said, you know, this will be my last test to see if, the sharing feature is broken on my end while I was waiting to find out if she was going to log out of iCloud. I thought, well, if I send a request to Barry and then he doesn't get it or, you know, something's borked there, then maybe it's me that has the problem. That's what we were trying to, you know, figure out whose problem, whose, whose end it was on. Um, and so he got the request and, you know, but for a while there was sweating it because he was out at a baseball game and, you know, the cellular signal wasn't all that great at the time. And, but then he was, you know, it must've gone in and out because then he was sending us pictures and we were getting play by plays on the, on the baseball game. And it was a lot of fun. So it was just really fun to watch you guys interacting and talking with each other and you were sending out stickers and he was sending out pictures and I'm sending out screenshots and you know everybody and then Kevin's giving us balloons and it was just really fun to to see that many people involved and in a chat um my friend Nick was out in India yeah, I was and, gonna ask you about that did he uh, uh did he, he respond to all that he did at first uh you know I sent out the the group party line text and then it dawned on me I was like oh my god he's probably sleeping you know, and, you know, most people, I love do not disturb mode. I mean, I, I live for that because I, I don't, I mean, I work with people all over the world, literally. And so I could be getting texts at any, any time of the night or day or if I'm out at a house call. So I really rely heavily on do not disturb mode. And he does too. And, you know, I said, I I texted him and I said, I'm going to remove you, you know, no offense or anything, but I just, I thought, oh no, he's probably, his phone's blowing up or his watch is blowing up. And so he's probably getting a flood of all these texts and out there in India, it's like 12 hours different. So he was probably asleep or just waking up or something and I didn't want to disturb him. So I texted him and, you know, told him that I was removing him from the group. <laughs> so yeah, he was totally cool about it. And he's like, well, I wished I could have helped out, <laughs> but uh, so, so it worked was, out. So he was too. Yeah. Well, he was, yeah, he was just waking up or he, he had gotten up to the text, but he wasn't annoyed or anything. So, so that worked out well, but so that's something to think about. So if you do use that feature, just be aware of other people's time zones and, you know, where they are in the world, because I just think it's so magical and so wonderful that we've got this thing, you know, it used to be that it was just this thing we, we held in our hand. Now we have this thing that we wear on our, on our wrist, this wearable and it's connected to the world, you know. It's like all all these people that it's it's sharing your activity with. Now, other people might think that that's totally creepy, and I, you know, I get that. But I think it's cool. I think it's kind of a creepy, kind of cool thing, because um, I just enjoy, 
getting up in the morning and, you know, the first thing I do is put on my watch and I unlock it and then I get these little notifications and it's not annoying or anything. It's just that I, you know, I get this little stream of notification activity that, you know, so-and-so, cause like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a few hours uh, behind you guys. So, you know, Lisa's already completed a workout by the time I'm brushing my teeth, <laughs> you know? And so I've kind of got used to, you know, and then I can see, oh, I look at my watch sometimes, you know, the mom and me like looks at the activity. I'm like, oh, everybody's sleeping. <laughs> so it was just a, it was just a fun little activity and it was, it was yay team. We troubleshooted and, and everybody contributed and now we're connected to everybody and everything's working. And so I was really excited about that. So that was, that was just a lot of fun. So that's what we did to, to fix the problem. Everybody got together as one team and, and we were able to, to troubleshoot it and test it out and make sure that it was all working. So if that happens to you and you notice that someone's activity drops off, you can go through those steps and then the last step is to log out of iCloud and then log back in. And that seems to be what fixes everything. So we'll see. <laughs> so um, go along the lines of um, helping people out and kind of kind of move our topics up here a little bit. Sure. Um, we had in the news that uh, the iPhone SE, I'll just kind of touch upon that, uh, the, the iPhone SE has got some display parts constraints. So uh, some, there are some of you out there that have the iPhone SE, which is, is not a bad phone. It's, it is small because uh, I'm so used to the 7 Plus, I, I could never go back to that size when I had it. And that yep. was, I just worked on one yesterday with a client. Yeah, it, yeah. So it's it like reminds you how five, small it is. <laughs> yeah, the 5.5 five and the 5S. And, um, so uh, the, apparently Apple has some uh, constraints with, um, with supply for parts. Um, and so instead of them doing repairs, because, you know, Apple has been pretty insistent on doing repairs on on most of the phones now, they're not going to replace them. They used to in the past replace them. Um, when you get when you had the newer model phones, generally you would they would replace them at first, but most of the time they're replacing the parts, and especially if it's the screen. Um, but apparently the, the suppliers constraints are, are really hitting them, so uh, they are going to be replacing it. Um, well, didn't it get extra um, even more complicated to replace them when when the Touch ID came to, into play because? because of the way touch ID is ingrained in the, the device build. Yeah, no, I mean, according to the, I mean, we're going to, we're quoting out the article on Mac rumors, um, that, uh, it, it wasn't clear if they're going to change anything. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, I don't think it had anything to do with my, uh, my mouse going crazy here. Uh, <laughs> uh, they didn't have anything, it didn't have anything to do with that. Uh, but, okay. uh, I think it was more just, uh, displays, the serial numbers for certain displays weren't added to the system correctly. It's saying mm -hmm. in the update. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, the other thing too is they just recently bumped up the space because the, the the SE used to be 16 and 64, mm -hmm. now it's 32 and 128. Thank goodness, because so, that was really uh, yeah, 16. <laughs> that needed to happen. Thank God, thank God that's gone. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I mean we still so, have them in our in our supply chain in this house, so it's going to be a yeah, while till yeah. you know, we still have to well, deal with that. But we got to just uh, keep things uh, uh, restrained, but especially photos. That's really what's adding mm -hmm. up. So. So I, I got the pleasure of being able to help one of my good friends, um, and he's always been one that doesn't want to ch like change. He doesn't like change. He's had the iPhone 5 for a very long time. He's got the iPad 4, or maybe he has the iPad 3. I'm not sure. He has one of the two old, older iPads. Um, but uh, his SE phone is exactly for those people. Yeah, exactly. Well, more so because he like he's been used to it. I mean, he had mm -hmm. the 5, and the 5 was starting to act up on him, and I, and I kept telling him, dude, you, know, you, you can... Go to the store, and I'm telling you, you'll be able to get this phone. It'll, it'll blow your mind because the speed will be – because it's got the A, A9 processor in it and the mm -hmm. co-processor, so it's, it's a fast phone. I mean, it's basically comparable to a success. So, um, And all his accessories will work. The, he had a Mopie. A Mopie would fit probably. For the problem, SE, you mean? Yeah, the SE, right. Yeah, so, yeah, and the camera in it is is spectacular too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – I think it's a uh, – what was it? I have to look up the spec. I think it's 6 or 8 megapixel. Um, so uh, we, uh, we he finally bit the bullet. I said, oh, "Let's go to the Apple Store. We're gonna we're gonna do this." So I said, "Okay, let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready to help you out." So we uh, <laughs> Dave's go, always we, ready to go to the Apple yeah. Store. <laughs> but, but I'm going to my local Apple Store, so it's like no big deal because the store I go to is uh, in Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg, locally in Chicago, and uh, it's one of the first, very first Apple stores. So it has the very first design. So it's kind of boring. Ah, okay. You know, compared to like the store we went to in yeah. Vegas and other stores have a much more spectacular design so i candy but that's but i guess the mall i, I we asked I, i've asked in the past i said the mall is very stubborn aligned um 
tenants to make changes, so they took the stock. So I'm not, not sure what they're doing, but anyway, that's another topic. Um, so we got we got to the store and uh, got him. I, I tried to sway him to the seven, and this, he's like, nah. Especially the fact that it doesn't yeah. have the headphone jack. So, uh-huh. so he's like, all right, well here's the SE, and then here's the car you want. He wanted the black. Oh black right, bezel, so, so the SE has the stuff. headphone jack. I forgot about that. That's correct. Uh-huh. So. So we went, went, I said, uh, and they asked, do you want to set it up? I said, absolutely. So we, uh, we went there and I, I pretty much was doing what the, what the Apple genius was going to do. But, uh, it's like, they say, you're going to do my job. I, he says <laughs> to me, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of know Apple. He, he says, and says, I'm, I'm, I'm his guru. So, yeah, so we were going through it and the restore went flawless. I mean, you know, you always get to the iCloud restore and it says it's going to take an hour or 45 yeah. minutes, but then all of a sudden it's got two minutes left. So, uh-huh. um, so uh, so I said, uh, well, yeah, this should this should go pretty quick, and then all your apps should restore just like it was. And sure enough, everything was it was probably one of the most flawless restores I've ever worked on for quite a while. And That's he was great. Thrill, thrilled to death, and I slid the, the SE into his Mophie case. It fit perfectly. He was just happy as a clam. And, oh. and then made comments later, said, Mike, oh, my God, what, what was I waiting for? This thing is so fast. Oh, yeah, and, it's going to be a lot snappier for him now. Oh, yeah. So And then plus, he never had the touch ID. I said, you, you got to set this up. So he's 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 using the Touch ID now, and he's loving it. So I was pretty excited that uh, you you were very uh, proud. I could tell, and I'm very proud of I'm you. Pr- I'm proud of. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So so he uh, so yeah, another another happy customer, and, and and he'll just continue to like the phone because, like I said, he's used to that size screen. So mm-hmm. there is, there is no uh, no reason to, to change. If, you know, like I say, he doesn't like change. So you know that's that's great that Apple yeah. is still providing. Uh, that phone because there are people out there that like it i mean there's 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 a person that i work with that i helped uh, at my at my office that you know she had the iphone 4 when the when it had to be upgraded and uh she went to the se and i passed her a couple times she's 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 enjoying it so yeah i've heard more and more people talk about it and i need to well i mean my kids just kind of adapt i mean the if I gave them a, a huge phone, they wouldn't complain at all. But I know that there's lots of families that are introducing phones into their family for the first time. Or, you know, maybe they are coming from an iPod touch experience. And that SE fits right right in with that. I mean, it's really a good beginner phone. So I think it definitely yeah, has absolutely. its own niche. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the price, is, the price is right. You could do the, the financing and it's going to be like next to nothing a month. Um, but the 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 32 is uh, 399 and the 128 is 499. So I mean, if you pay, you buy it outright, I mean, it's you know it's a bargain mm-hmm. compared compared to the uh, to the seven or the six or any of the other phones. I mean, those are going to be 750, 800. Mm-hmm. Then you, you go with the plan. Um, they don't offer. Apple does not offer their payment plan because I really like Apple's payment plan better than going through your carrier. Oh yeah. Because I, I hate to be well. First off. I have the freedom, so like my phone is is financed through um, through the Apple the Apple Finance plan. Mm-hmm, okay. So if I decide now if I want to say hey, I'm going to go to T-Mobile, I'm on AT&T currently, ah, I can do okay. it because the phone's unlocked. I I'm committed to paying for the phone no matter what, but I'm not locked to a carrier anymore. So you so, do still pay a monthly payment, yeah. But it's it goes towards the price of the phone, and then you can right. pop that SIM card out. Is that how that works? Yeah. So the phone when I get the phone, it's unlocked. That's so cool. I can go to so I can go to T-Mobile now if I wanted to, and, and I could just start using T-Mobile and and, and just say see you later, IT&T. But all right, so I, I think... honestly, <laughs> honestly, I don't like carrier. I I think I'll carriers stink. To yeah. be honest with you, they're gonna get you no matter what. I've I've been yeah. with AT&T for quite a while. Me too. So, um, uh, it's kind of hard, kind of hard for me not to, to to change at this point. And it actually was it was a good thing, and it'll kind of segue to the tip you were asking for. Uh, relation to traveling abroad. Yeah, I thought this um, would be a good time to pick your brain about this now. So, so what do you do when you have someone who doesn't have an unlocked phone, and they're with a? Well, I don't have carrier. to have an unlocked phone. That doesn't okay. matter. Um, I'm with AT and T, and I apparently earned some some uh, some perks with them because I'm on, the, on this plan with them called AT and T Thanks, mm. you know, like thank you, thanks. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure. I had to look it up as far as what the, what the level is. I'm like gold or blue or whatever they call it. Hmm. So I've heard of something I, I like that, on, but it's called something different. It, yeah, like yeah, that's what they call it now. It's, it's, it's called Thanks. They just changed it. Okay. Huh. So so I, I had a couple family members that were going to travel overseas. They were going to go to to, uh, to Amsterdam, and they were going to go to London. And I, so I looked it up, and they're on my plan. So I, uh, so I looked it up, and they said, well, all you have to do is pay $10 a day, and you, get un- you, know, you basically use all the data that you normally have on your data plan that's here in the States. Hmm. And it doesn't cost you anything else. There's you, you get 
unlimited phone, unlimited text. When you're on land, that's mm-hmm. that's the key word there, land. So when you they were in London, everything worked great. When they went on a ferry to go on the water to go across to go over to 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 uh, Belgium and, and uh, Amsterdam, well, we got the bill and yeah, there was lots of charges because they were using the cell towers on the boat. Oh, so that's, were they doing that's it not, knowingly though? No, I, we didn't know. Okay. We didn't know. I mean, there's really no way. You're, what are you gonna? How am I gonna argue with them? And said, no, no, it's that's yeah. lucky they gave us the plan. So, AT&T does have that plan available. And I believe um, if they check, depending on the carrier, I think your 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 client has Verizon. Yes. Um, now, now you got, think about the differences between Verizon and AT&T. Um, the Verizon uh, AT&T is a GSM. From, right, and they're CDMA. Their CDMA, so you've got a little more little restrictions. That's the whole reason why Verizon. Who has, who has more restrictions? Uh, well, Verizon will have a little more restrictions, but the, mm-hmm. the good thing is with iPhones, when you buy the later, the newer iPhones uh, through Verizon, um, they do have SIM card slots, so you can use the phone as a GSM phone too. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a, it's a little bit of a secret that people don't know that if you have a Verizon phone, you can put a SIM card in it, and it could work with AT&T or T-Mobile. So or it doesn't have a SIM card in it currently, but they could put a SIM card in it? It does, just oh. to kind of the account, but it doesn't need it because it's oh. because CDMA technology. With, with Verizon and Sprint, both of those carriers are CDMA carriers, uh-huh. where T-Mobile and AT&T are GSM carriers. Uh-huh. And then, of course, all those derivatives of the companies that, that, that piggyback onto those uh, carriers, um, they... They, uh, it depends on which which uh, carrier they link to. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so that's uh, so that's uh, um, that's really what you got to look at. I would go to the carrier and, and take a look to see um, what what it's all about. Well, this is the snag though, because and and I don't necessarily want to rag on anyone in particular, but I have had negative experiences with Verizon with my clients only because. Um, they can be very predatory. I can't, I have now lost count of how many of my clients have come to me and said, they told me that I needed this extra little gizmo. And what they're talking about is one of those, um, like a MiFi. They're called, right. I think it's called a Jetpack or something like that. MiFi. They're called MiFi's now. Mm-hmm. And so they always sell them because they'll, they'll, you know, the, the, late, the nice lady oh, yeah. at the counter or the nice young man at the counter will always say, oh, yeah. yeah, do you plan on doing any traveling? Oh, yeah, I'm planning on going on a cruise or, you know, something. You'll, they'll answer them honestly. and Oh, well, then you should get this. And it's free, you know, or, or oh, we'll, we'll give you a free tablet. I've, I've watched people go through that or just get, you know, the wrong uh, device because, payment plan. Uh-huh. So what, ha- when's it, what ends up happening is this is just terrible. And I just, I have to share this advice. You, you'd probably know what I'm going to talk about, but I think it's important for our listeners to know, to watch out for these things because they'll tell you that the device is free. And then I guess the word that we're going for here is it's probably subsidized somehow because then what ends up happening is you end up paying an extra payment. It may be a small payment, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. it's an extra fee that you have to pay and you'll end up seeing another number, another actual phone number on your plan. And like, well, what's that about? Well, they actually have to assign that device its own phone number and its own account. So guess what? When you want to get rid of it, you have to pay a fee to deactivate it. You have to pay a deactivation fee. And that fee can be over $100. I've seen it be o- over $175 to deactivate it. And it costs more than the device itself. And that is just really, I just don't think that is nice at all. I have a, a pair of clients right now that they, they know they got roped into it. They're, they're, you know, I, it's happened to any one of us. You get roped into something and you're really disappointed with yourself and you, you end up beating yourself up about it. And it's, it's really sad to watch because they're roped into it now where uh, they, they end up getting sold one of those jetpack things and they did the math and it's cheaper to just keep paying the monthly fee than it is to pay the fee to get rid of it, at least for now. So they're just going to keep it, but they don't know what to do with it. Or, you know, and, and that, I don't even think that they, it would serve their purposes for when they travel. I don't quite understand how those well, work because people will get roped into them and then they never use them and they just sit there. Especially Verizon. I mean, that, that device is not – I don't think it works overseas. And if it does, you have to put it – because that device has a SIM card in it too. Mm-hmm. So um, I, 
I don't know if they work with that particular carrier, uh, other carriers out in the particular countries that you travel. Um, so you have to check with them and, and really verify and, uh, you know, ask them questions. I mean, that's the biggest yeah. thing. I mean, I, I made the mistake of not realizing that the, them going on a boat was going to cost extra money. How was, how was I going to know? I mean, mm-hmm. You just have to well, be very, do your homework before, we, before you decide to use your devices overseas. That's the scary thing is like just knowing that you're going to take your device overseas. And it's, I haven't done it yet. So that's one thing that I just have not experienced. And I'm trying to learn more about it because I do get questions from clients. And I, I want to know what to be able to tell them and how to guide them. And, you know, will you want to say, well, go to your carrier and talk to them. But when it's Verizon, they're like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. They, like their face just turns white as a ghost. Like, nope, not doing it. Just they, They've already been down that road. They've already got suckered into something. I've actually had to go with a few clients and actually, you know, go to the store with them and be, you know, play bad cop and be like, you sold my client this and they don't want this and or they want this service instead, you know, and just had to kind of redo things for them. And it's it's mostly only happened with Verizon. You know, I'm sure people are nice there and I'm sure they're just trying to help the customer. Maybe they get commission. I don't know. But I just know that my people are always getting sold these things. And that's the first thing we do is try to get this off of their their plan now now i've had it happened where they did it within enough time they did it within like 10 days or something like that there was there was some kind of grace period i think it just kind of depends and they didn't have to pay that fee but i think other people just realized it too late because what will happen is they're paying or, or what what will happen is they've gotten roped into an ipad and a, a plan for the ipad and what they don't understand is that you can use your iphone as basically a MiFi, you can turn on the hotspot, yeah, exactly. and for for the few times that all you want to do is like maybe read a book or check some email. I mean, it's not like you're going to be streaming videos on your iPad. I mean, if that's the case, if you really have that need, then yeah, you might need something a little bit a little bit more. But for the most part, they just want to read you know some books on their their Kindle app or something like that. You can totally use your iPhone's hotspot for that. So I usually set people up with that first and show them how to do that. But we also did go through, so for that that scenario where you're going to get on the ferry and go across the water, um, I think it's important to know how to get into the settings and be able to disable the cellular. You know, do you think that that would have helped your your friend, your family members if they knew how to do that? Um, I think it's more so that they would have been aware of it. I mean, if they mm-hmm. knew it was going to cost extra, they would have said, oh, just don't use it. Okay. I think it's more just not... They, we, we, like we were all under the assumption that wherever they went uh, in those countries that they were covered. Mm. So that's just kind of the thing. But I'm a, but just to kind of just to kind of sum, sum things up here. I, I think of all the carriers that 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 would help you the most with uh, international use, I believe, is AT and T and T Mobile, especially T Mobile. T Mobile is a is a is a company that's out in the international market, so. They do have a lot of uh, agreements with a lot of the different carriers over in those different countries, so you might have even a better experience with that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if, if you have Verizon, if you have Verizon, and, and you are going to travel a lot more overseas, international, then you might want to consider switching. Mm-hmm. But if you're only going and traveling once in a while, you might, as long, just like I said, like like we said, negotiate with Verizon and just find out what what their best plan is for this uh, for this trip. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there's any other third parties that that could be involved as far as um, traveling abroad. So if anybody has any advice for us that, that we can share, we'd, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So get in yeah. touch with us on our, on our channels and we'll talk about that at the end of the show too, how to contact us. But I'd love to hear some feedback on that. I'm really, really curious about how that stuff works <laughs> and what, what other people's experiences have been if they are on a Verizon plan that might not be as flexible or, you know, if there's some kind of magic, um, magic sim card that you can get that you can just use temporarily well, there is. Yeah, it's just I mean, a one time thing you can you can actually get a disposable uh, sim card from a from a local carrier and put it in the phone oh. any okay. phone any phone can do that okay um, the only problem is you're not going to have your phone number when you do that you right the national number so i see uh, but um, but there's other ways skype and other you know facetime well, yeah, and other communications yep. you know, whatsapp i mm-hmm. mean any of that stuff uh, even FaceTime, uh, even the Facebook. I mean, Facebook mm-hmm. has their chat, and 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 the text uh, would be a little different. But yeah, but but at least that you just you're paying the, like next to nothing for for a local card, a local SIM card, and mm-hmm. um, you'll be able to use your data to your heart's content and not worry about it as much. Now, how's the Wi-Fi over there? I mean, the 
the friends of mine that are going on a trip are, are planning on just using hotel Wi-Fi. Is it pretty decent over there? I mean, I know it's a lot faster than, than we have in the U.S. here, but from is it... What I've, from my experiences, the, uh, the, the data has, has gotten a lot better. Um, when I traveled, I mean, I was in Italy seven years ago. It was, uh, it was not that great. Mm-hmm. But I've heard some major in, 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 uh, improvements with it uh, since then. And uh, I've talked to other people as well as well as my family members said the Wi-Fi was working pretty well in most of the places they were in public areas. So I mean, be, be in, in, in pubs or hotels mm-hmm. or any, 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 any place, really, Starbucks, wherever, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the Internet was pretty good. You know, and, you know the, probably the person we also I had not thought about that we could talk to is Barry. Fink. I was just thinking, I was like, we need to tap uh, into Barry for this. <laughs> he, he's talked about this before, and actually he's, I've had, he's spoken at my uh, Apple user group about it uh, in the past. Oh, the, cool. The, his, his travel stuff. So maybe not only when we, we're, we're looking to have him as a guest on our show in the future here, maybe that would be another topic besides uh, the other topic we were thinking about uh, yeah. to, to tap him because he's, he is the world traveler. He does. And he's a, and he's a uh, mobile device expert by, by trade. So that's true. Uh, so we, I think we need to tap his, uh, his expertise I on this think topic so too. <laughs> for, for our next episode. So our next time we can get him on our episode, next episode. So, Oh, we'll just tap um, into the party line. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, so I think we'll wrap that topic up. And sure. I wanted to also talk about, uh, I think this was kind of an exciting announcement about uh, iWork. The iLife apps Yay. are now free. And then they were free when you bought your device. But mm-hmm. now they're free, period. So if you have an old device and you never and you never bought it before, then you'll get pages, numbers, uh, Keynote, and GarageBand for free. That, and that's, I think that's, iMovie, too iMovie as well, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I forgot. So I think GarageBand is is GarageBand and iMovie are part of what what we used to call the iLife suite, I believe. Right. I think there's another the two. And then iWork was the uh, the product the mm-hmm. productivity apps. Yep. I mean, honestly, most people out there nowadays who had these apps already had them for free anyway because they they got them when they bought their devices. Yeah, um, so but I have a lot of, well, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but yeah, I do have a handful of people that, th- that's why I'm like cheering and jumping up and down for this. Cause I do have a handful of people who have an older computer that were outside of that window and did not get them for free. And so for all this time, I mean, it, they were, they used to be, they were 20 bucks a piece. There was like 1999 and, and change in tax or whatever for each of the three pieces I of iWork. I'll admit it. I paid for the CDs when we had the old I versions back too. in the day. So. Yep, I did too. So I probably paid for them more than once. <laughs> I paid for both of me. I mean. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. So there was that. And so, but I've had, my my sticking point is that I've got a few people who are stuck in the Microsoft office, not even like the 365. We're talking like 2004 or 2011, you know, like old, yeah, on the Mac, old office versions. They're probably using Entourage. It's the email app. (laughs) Well, luckily, no, they're not using Entourage. I I was able to wrestle them off of Entourage. It was horrible enough that I was able to get them out of that. But what I have not been able to loosen the grip on is Word because people are just, they're, they're kind of like, They've had those training wheels on, and, and, and they learned how to ride their bike in Word, and so that's where their muscle memory is, and that's what they know, but yet they fight with it, and it's it's no, I can't say, I can't even say it's no longer supported, because I know there's still patches for it and things, but I keep reading, like, gnarly things in the news about macros, and, what's that? 2011 and 2008, 2004 were the three. The three? Those, those are the ones that are out there. Yeah, they're, those, I don't think they're supporting anymore. I, one of my clients just got close. a patch. Well, see, this is the scary thing, though. One of my clients got a patch for, I, I want to say it's her 2004 edition of Microsoft Office. But the thing that scared me was, you know, she asked me about it, and I thought, I can't even verify it. I don't even know if it's a legitimate patch. Like, how do I know it's not something pretending to be a patch? I just don't trust it. Not, not for something that old. So I'm really excited. I'm really hoping that because the thing I always get if if people ask me like maybe they're switchers you know maybe they're coming from the Windows world they they're clueless about iWork they don't know what Pages is and I'm like it's free it comes with it you don't need to go and spend a subscription fee 
each month to just be able to work with Word documents because, I mean, most of these people are retired and they're just, they're, they just want to be able to work with old documents that they may have had, that they may want to rework or, you know, somebody may still be, I believe it or not, I know people who sometimes start their, their email composition in Word and they'll send it as an attachment or something. There are still people out there. That's the way that they were taught how to do things. And that's just the way that they do it. Or they work in what we would consider a completely sandboxed environment where how they get to their documents is they open Word and they go and they they navigate through Word. Now we do that now with iCloud and iWork, like we're doing it right now. We're, we're sharing a, a pages document with each other that we're collaborating on. And for the most part, it, it works pretty well. You know, I, I, I don't know that it's necessarily for power users just yet. They still have the, the beta little tags left on it, don't they? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we'll keep putting it through its paces. But, you know, I know there are people who are professional writers. And for those people, then, yes, Word is pretty much the way that you have to go. When you're collaborating on people, collaborating with people and, and working on a shared document, I, I think Word is probably the powerhouse, and it's what is the industry standard. So for those people, I, you know, yeah, do do what you got to do, you know. But for the people who are just casual consumers and they're not doing this for a living anymore, I don't see any reason to just not just use Pages anymore because it will yeah. open up your Word documents. I mean, I've yeah. been dealing with this for so many years in the education market. How many times has my husband or someone who has been stuck using a Windows device at their job and they have been emailed a Word, um, it's a DocX format, and then they can't use it because they can't open it. I've had to have, I've had people email me the DocX file. I open it in pages, convert it back, and then email it back to them. It's just madness. It's madness. So, yeah, before I get too worked up about that, I just, I have to rant about that. So I'm excited. Now I'm hoping, I'm really, really hoping that pretty much anymore there won't be any excuse to just use what came with the computer. Use and, and if you don't have it, go get it. It's free. You know, you might as well just, you know, try it. What have you got to lose now? You know, you've got you've got your documents. You can open your Word documents in pages. You can open up your PowerPoint files in Keynote. Sure, there's probably gonna be some fonts and things that reflow here and there. If it's just an email attachment, you know, you can just play it as a slideshow. It'll open up all that stuff. You know, again, for powerhouse users that are using, you know, scientists and mathematicians that might have, you know, needs that exceed numbers, yeah, you know, you're going to have to use Excel. But for the everyday casual user, there's no reason not to use it anymore. There's no reason to not know what it is anymore. So, yeah, so just to wrap that up, uh, yeah, they're free now, so there's no Go excuse. Get them. No we'll excuse. Get them. No excuses. So uh, time's getting constrained here. So let's uh, let's move on to one other topic. A couple other topics we wanted to talk about tonight. Today is um, podcast consumption tools. Yay! Um, you stumbled across this podcast player that I guess a lot of your friends in the podcasting community uh, like. No, not not a lot of them. Just one, one really important one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Elsie Escobar. She's Elsie. she's she's a podcasting maven. We all love her, and uh, we've been talking about this for. What seems like months now. It's probably just been, yeah, you know, it's probably been months now. We've been talking about the user experience end of things and, and consuming podcasts. And we've been really, you know, talking a lot about show notes and how things look and how things uh, interact. And, and primarily for me, I'm looking for something that's got an interface that I can teach my seniors how to use because I have really been frustrated with the, with Apple's offering of the podcasts app that just comes Dude. with your, you know, I mean, I like it. I, I use it because it's what comes with it, and it syncs, and it talks to my other devices, and it's integrated already with the Apple Watch and all that kind of stuff. But my gosh, I mean, the interface, the little targets are so tiny. They're, they're really, yeah. it's, it's hard. It's hard. Even on a bigger phone, it's still hard to see. I just wish they would make buttons bigger, you know, something that has, because my guys like poke at stuff, you know, they, they don't always understand where you have to tap and, and how long you have to tap. And, and they, you know, half the time they can't even see it, you know, they're taking off their glasses and trying to look at it closer. And, and I'm sitting there trying to like, okay, you got to put, no, not there. No, just, yeah, that one right there. Get it, get it, get it. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's, it's not the easiest interface to work with. So I've been looking for an alternative and, um, I have finally decided to take the dive, and I've been using what's called Castro Podcast Player, 
and the makers of it, the developers, called Supertop. And what I like about it, though, and, and I've only listened to a little bit of it so far, they are podcasters themselves. They have their own podcast. And not only that, when you go to share an episode, you can share just a portion, you know, just a, a section like, you know, listen right here when you press the player play right here, you know, 30 minutes and 12 seconds in, um, and it gives you a nice interface. When you share it, it basically kind of creates like its own, I don't know exactly how they do it. There's some kind of foo going on. There's some kind of magic going on in the background, and, and you know, there's probably some kind of server magic going on there, too, that when you share an episode, it gives you a page that you can go to, and you can tap the play button, and you can see the show notes, and they're all, you know, beautifully crafted with uh, live links and things like that. And I just like that, you know, there's a big play button. You know, it just takes you to a place, and it's unmistakable what you have to do when you get there. So I really like the user experience so far. They have um, their their methodology is what they call triage. And you kind of treat your podcasts. It's a feed, of course, that you subscribe to all these different feeds. And you kind of treat it like email in a way, where it comes into your inbox. And then as a podcast comes in, you can specify what order you want it to be. Do you, oh, I was waiting for that episode to drop, put that at the top of the list. And then the very next thing that plays when the podcast that's queued up currently is done playing, that will play next. So I've really been enjoying that, that I've been able to subscribe to and manage the overwhelming feeling of all the podcasts coming in. I can, you know, say, eh, you know, I might want to skip that episode. I want to stick that in the archive box. I can always go back to it later, but for right now, I want to see, you know, I want to hear this next one. So I, I've been really enjoying the interface. I've been trying to digest it and try to learn it. And, you know, it's kind of my crush right now. That's not to say that <laughs> something crush. won't replace it. And I know there's downcast. <laughs> it is. Friend. It's my crush right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hate to tell you, but I'm still a, a big Downcast fan. Yeah, and, and, and that's the biggest okay. Reason, and the big, no, I know. It, that's what that's what makes the world go round. We got a lot of good choices out there, and um, I I still like to use the podcast aggregator for videos. Um, mm-hmm. I want to watch be able to watch the video podcast as well as audio podcasts. And unfortunately, Castro only does audio podcasts. So, mm-hmm. um, so that that in itself was kind of a deal breaker. I I, I took the plunge. I mean, I, I believe Castro is three ninety nine, is it not? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I took the plunge and you know, I figure I'd give it a shot. Yeah, I may. I, I still have it on my iPhone. I might take a look at it and see. Um, but we'll flip flop because then you know, in, in the next week or two, I do plan on going back to Downcast and living there for a little while. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm so used to Downcast, and what I love about Downcast is the fact. Oh, by the way, I just realized I didn't have Geeky Show ever added, so I just added that to the list. Uh-huh. <laughs> listen to you, listen to you on that podcast. Um, you know, granted, I have sitting here probably seventy-three podcast up uh, feeds on my in my mm-hmm. podcast right now, and b- believe me, and then plus I have all all the different feeds for Twit by itself, and that's four, at least four or five areas by itself. So right, and they um, have all the video ones, and yeah, the yeah. video they have the two, all three of the quality videos, then they have the MP3 version, so. Um, so, but I, I, I don't listen to every single one of them, obviously. So, I, but I, I like to see what's out there, and if there's something that catches my eye, when I want to listen to it, I can just scroll through this and say, "Oh, look, I want to see, I want to listen to Mac OS Ken. You know, he's, he's, uh-huh. the, he's a daily one, and you know, and Mac Voices with our our, our friend Chuck Joyner. You know, I want to watch his videos, and when I want to just do a quick way of watching this on my iPhone or, or my iPad for that matter. I mean, it, that's what like what's great about this uh, with the, with the, the podcatcher. So. A podcast catcher. So, now, Downcast uh, has a version for all the platforms, doesn't it? No, it does not. It doesn't. It's only on, it's only on iOS because I've Downcast tried to find. Yeah, I tried to. I do go on this Android uh, world sometimes because I do have an Android. Because you know, again, I have, eh, I'm a crazy it. person, and I have to support it. So why not have one? So at least I have some some sort of idea of what those people experience. Those yep. people. You gotta um, do it. So they they do not have a version for Android. So oh, what know. am I thinking of? That there well? is there is a but there is a Mac version. There okay. is a Mac version. I'm not sure about Windows, but well, there's I, an I, Apple there's, Watch version though, isn't there? Well, too? well, yeah, because it, it it it's the add add on from the from the app that's on the on iOS. So. Mm-hmm. But I mean, um, it has its own app on the Apple Watch, whereas like well, it's like for yeah, for for Castro, it does. It it integrates with the Apple Watch, but it doesn't have its own app. It still works. It's hard to explain. 
but I, I know that I have used it in such a way where I was able to, you know, press the button on the side and, and tap the now playing and it worked beautifully. And like when a new podcast came through, the notification popped up on my wrist and I was able to switch to that and it worked out pretty well. That I, I'm just, I'm super picky about these kinds of things. You know, I, I kind of know what I'm looking for. I wish I could just take like three different apps and the best of those features and marry them all together, you know, and just say, you know, here's the best things of this one and these are the best things of that one. And um, yeah, I mean, there's still several other apps, consumption apps, we'll call them, um, that will go through as time goes on. Because I would like to spend some time you know, maybe not every episode, but every every episode or so talking about different ways to subscribe to podcasts because I think it's important in the iOS, um, in the user experience, you know, how, how you're getting your feeds and how you're getting your information. So I just like trying all this stuff out. So I thought, we'd, I thought we would at least you, keep introducing that's why, you and I, that's why you and I get along so well together because we love talk, trying stuff all the time. Yeah, so we like to tinker. I, that's how you uh, how you learn about things when you listen to us because uh, we're, we're tinkering with these things. Yep. So, my gosh, our time has been just flying by here. And, and here I thought, what are so. we going to talk about? <laughs> yeah, some well, now we'll have, we'll have stuff to, to save for the next time. For the next episode. So, hey, I wanted to, what I wanted to bring up with the time uh, kind of coming to the end here is uh, MaxDoc. Of um, course. I'm very excited the fact that I am speaking again at MaxDoc, MaxDoc 2017. Uh, I spoke at the first... Uh, at the, the very first um, conference uh, back in 2015, and this is be my third year, and this is uh, Melissa's second year. This will year be my second year. Yep, I came. You're, you're I liked it so with... much the first time. I saw what <laughs> I saw what you saw in it. <laughs> and you're part, and you're partnering with uh, Jody Spangler again. Yep, so Jody Spangler. I'm getting hope... even more excited because we're starting to really hash out our plans. We had a really productive chat the other day talking about what we want to do, and I'm excited. I'm excited to really start digging into it. And, I, and I've already started uh, putting together some of my uh, topic uh, as well. So I'll be uh, talking about uh, being efficient using your iOS device. Gee, and that's not going to be a stretch for you, is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be more efficient in its use than anything else. So, um, But uh, go to the website. It's MacStock2017.com. Um, and that website will tell you all you need to know about the uh, great speakers that are going to be there Uh some of the big podcasters like Allison Sheridan is going to be speaking, Chuck Joyner, uh, just to name a few. Uh, Barry Barry Falk, of course, is doing the the uh, uh, the mingle the Mac mingle, Mac mingle for uh, for our, our our fun event uh, between uh, the two days. Of course, the two days are July fifteenth and July sixteenth. Uh, we're having two full days of of, uh, of speakers, which we're super excited about. And my, um, Mike Potter again is running the whole show here, and he just does an amazing job with this. And uh, we're uh, we have a discount code that that they have that Mike has provided to us, which I'm very excited about. Um, if you use the coupon code in touch with iOS, you will get thirty dollars off of your ticket. That would mean even if you decide to go with just the one day, or if you want to go to both days, um, and it also includes the uh, the Mac Mingle too. So go to the website, check it out, uh, and again, it's MacStock2017.com, and the uh, and you'll they'll check everything out. And like I said, use that coupon code in touch with iOS. It's all one word for thirty dollars off your ticket. So that's so wow. cool. You have to come come visit us. And I I don't know. It feels like to me I'm I'm excited because it feels like a family reunion. There's so many people that you've you hear us talk to. We're on each other's podcasts, and you know yeah. we participate in each other's communities online and Facebook pages and stuff. And it is. It's kind of like a big. It's a community, but it's to me, you know, it's it's family, and and it'll be like a family yeah. reunion. So, so you need to come out and be part of our family. Please do, and like I said, by no means do you, do you have to be a podcaster to come to the show. That's like I'm thinking about. We're just talking all about podcasters here. Uh, you can come as just a normal person who wants to learn about anything there is to know about the Mac and technology, and you name it. There's going to be all kinds of different topics related to that, and you don't have to be a podcaster to go join. No, yeah, this is for this is for the general public. This is really for everybody. And if anybody doesn't know, this is in uh, suburban Chicago. I I live in the Chicago area, so I'm local to this uh, to this event. But uh, you'll, it is in Woodstock, Illinois, which is uh, just outside of Chicago, and uh, it's uh, very easy easy to get to Chicago from many points around the country. So I think it's a good venue. It's going to be a lot of great fun, and uh, I can't say uh, enough about uh, uh, coming out to July 15th and 16th. So I guess uh, Melissa, I guess we have to wrap this up. Yeah, let's put a bow on it. Thank you.
Thanks for listening, and we hope you are more in touch with iOS after hearing this episode. Subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcatcher and show your friends how to find us in iTunes. We are looking forward to bringing you more useful information in future episodes. I'm David Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. And I'm Melissa Davis, and you can find me online all over as the Mac Mommy. Thanks for listening, and uh, stay subscribed. That's your main job, I've decided. <laughs> it's got to be somebody's because...